Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Joel chapter 2 from the World English Bible. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of Yahweh comes, for it is close at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. As the dawn spreading on the mountains, a great and strong people, there has never been the like, neither will there be any more after them, even to the years of many generations. A fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is as the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yes, and no one has escaped them. Their appearance is as the appearance of horses, and they run as horsemen. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of the mountains they leap, like the noise of a flame of fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. At their presence the peoples are in anguish. All faces have grown pale. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like warriors. They each march in his line, and they don't swerve off course. Neither does one jostle another. They march everyone in his path, and they burst through the defenses and don't break ranks. They rush on the city. They run on the wall. They climb up into the houses. They enter in at the windows like thieves. The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon are darkened, and the stars withdraw their shining. Yahweh thunders his voice before his army, for his forces are very great. For he is strong who obeys his command. For the day of Yahweh is great and very awesome, and who can endure it? Yet even now, says Yahweh, turn to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. Tear your heart, and not your garments, and turn to Yahweh your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness, and relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meal offering and a drink offering to Yahweh your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the assembly, assemble the elders, gather the children and those who nurse from breasts. Let the bridegroom go out of his room and the bride out of her room. Let the priests, the ministers of Yahweh, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare your people, Yahweh, and don't give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then Yahweh was jealous for his land and had pity on his people. Yahweh answered his people, Behold, I will send you grain, new wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied with them, and I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. But I will remove the northern army far away from you, and will drive it into a barren and desolate land, its front into the eastern sea, and its back into the western sea, and its stench will come up, and its bad smell will rise. 
Surely he has done great things. Land, don't be afraid. Be glad and rejoice, for Yahweh has done great things. Don't be afraid, you animals of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness spring up, for the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in Yahweh your God, for he gives you the early rain in just measure, and he causes the rain to come down for you, the early rain and the latter rain, as before. The threshing floors will be full of wheat, and the bats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the great locust, the grasshopper, and the caterpillar, my great army which I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat and be satisfied, and will praise the name of Yahweh your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people will never again be disappointed. You will know that I am among Israel, and that I am Yahweh your God, and there is no one else, and my people will never again be disappointed. It will happen afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, and also on the servants and on the handmaids in those days I will pour out my Spirit. I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth blood, fire, and pillars of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of Yahweh comes. It will happen that whoever will call on Yahweh's name shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be those who escape, as Yahweh has said, and among the remnant those whom Yahweh calls. That is the end of chapter 2. Since no one knows where to put Joel on the timeline, it is impossible to connect his descriptions to any specific historical events of judgment or repentance. Indeed, though the description of horrible destruction is clear, the language is poetic to the degree that I was wondering if he was talking about real grasshoppers and locusts and things or a foreign army. Although it began talking with swarming locusts and such in chapter 1 verse 4, Then in chapter 2, verse 4, they are compared to horses and chariots. However, comparing to what Moses warned of in Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verses 38 through 46, the locusts are one of the many distinct judgments that God warns of, distinguishing them from bodily illness and invading armies. Also, the description of them being in ranks and the swarms darkening the sun are known phenomena. Yahweh is so much mightier than mankind that he can use an army of insects to overwhelm people, and people are helpless against it. By way of comparison, the language use of locusts in Revelation chapter 9 is being used more poetically and descriptively of other things there. Verse 15 here of Joel chapter 2 mirrors verse 1 in its call to blow the trumpet, The first trumpet in verse 1 was the trumpet of alarm, and the second trumpet in verse 15 is the call to repentance, and everyone is called to repent. Elders, children, those who just were married, those who are raising families, men and women. And verse 18 implies that this is the case, that they did repent and that Yahweh answered. And then in verse 20, it mentions the army from the north, which is similar to Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 15, and chapter 39, verse 2, and also Daniel 11. 
So this reminds us that God does use the same imagery to help us understand what he's talking about later too. The description from verses 21 to 24 are the opposite of what is the devastation in chapter 1. But notably, it's not just being blessed from that time forward. It is an extremely merciful restoration of what was lost. With repentance, the mercy is so complete that past sin is blotted out so that there's no suffering from it. All God asks is that we come with our hearts, as he says in verses 13 and 14, honestly and humbly, and he, Yahweh, will never disappoint those who follow him. Then, as mentioned yesterday in discussion of Joel chapter 1, Peter helps us to understand verses 28 through 32a in Acts 2 verses 16 through 39, where he uses this scripture as well as Psalm 16 verses 8 through 11 and Psalm 110.1. The last days have begun. The last days that Joel is speaking of have begun on the day of Pentecost, that day of Pentecost, the days when God pours out his spirit on all flesh, not just Israel and not just a select few. Whoever calls on his name will be saved. Then the last part of chapter 2 here covers both the introduction to those last days and the conclusion is started, which we will read more about in chapter 3. So also, like Joel, Peter uses the scripture to call the people to recognize truth and repent and live in the wonderful ways of Yahweh. And then Peter, like Jesus in Luke 4, 16-21, where Jesus reads from Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 through 2 and ends mid-sentence because the rest of the passage does not apply yet, Peter also stops before talking about the great and terrible day of the Lord when he is quoting Joel. Because the day of vengeance is part of the very last conclusion of the last days, and it's not time for that yet. Right now, there's time to repent. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 